News Talk ZB and the New Zealand Herald present Cooking the Books with Francis Cook, demystifying your finances. Welcome to Cooking the Books. I'm Francis Cook. We're leaving one of the longest periods of economic good times that we've had in decades. Unemployment is currently at just 4%, but after going into lockdown, that number is expected to increase. Treasury has put out estimates that unemployment could stay under 10%, as long as the government continues giving extra financial support. Unfortunately, even that best-case scenario is still a sharp increase that will see financial pain for many people. The good thing is we now have time to prepare, to think about what skills we have and get ready for the reality of job interviews from quarantine. News Talk ZB presents Cooking the Books with Francis Cook, boosting your business confidence. I'm joined now by Kirsty Wynn, job market reporter for the New Zealand Herald, and who has been running a series on all the various things you can do to protect yourself in, frankly, what is currently a tough job market, might just be getting tougher and how we can make the best of it all. So we're going to steal those really great tips from her. Thank you for coming in, Kirsty. Thanks. Thanks, Francis. So let's start with the bad and we will progressively get better, but we'll rip the Band-Aid off. If you lose your job, what needs to be the first move to protect yourself from all of that financial damage it can cause? Yeah, well, um, I guess when you lose your job, it's especially at this time, the first thing you need to do is just think you're not you're not in this alone. There's you know there's thousands of other people, well, millions globally, who are going through this exact same thing. Remind yourself that at first, um, but for finance fi- financial reasons, I think reviewing your finances and making a really good plan um, is the first step. So. Talk to your bank, look at taking a mortgage holiday or going interest only on your home loan. Uh, and so get all of that in order. If you've got bills that, you know, that you're behind with, get in touch with those providers, whether it's your power, your water, whatever. And there's a lot of understanding at the moment that, that people can't, uh, aren't keeping on top of things. So take all those opportunities to, to sort of spread out payments and that sort of thing. And I guess make sure you're getting all the government assistance you're entitled to straight away. Don't feel that there's any um, embarrassment or that you shouldn't really be claiming on any any benefit that you can get uh, to help you get through this time. Because I know you hear this all the time that it's unprecedented, that these are unusual times, but it, it's true, you know, and you just need to do what you can to level out that stress and and put yourself on a on a sort of good footing going ahead when when we are out of this these restrictions exactly exactly i mean this is what we've all paid taxes for the entire time we've been working it's yeah. so that there can be these safety nets and i think as well the sooner you get yourself on a as stable a footing as you can make use of those lifelines that are there for this very reason then you yeah. can focus more on the things you need to do to try and find another job. And it can feel like it's impossible to get a new job in a pinch, but it's not, is it? Uh, no. Recruiters still working, places are still hiring. Yep. Yeah, they are. And I know I did read something um, the other day. There, there was some uh, statistics out by the website Indeed, um, and it sort of gave you know an overview of how many um, applicants there were per job in February and now that the sort of situation now and yes the the competition is 
you know, a lot tougher. There are a lot more people going for a single position at the moment. But I guess it's just being, try and be flexible. You know, you might um, have some skills in your you know, in your former job that can easily transfer to another job. So, so sort of, you know, be a bit more open-minded if you can. And um, there are plenty of, of jobs out there, obviously in some industries and in some sectors that are hiring. And there are others that, that are looking to hire as soon as lockdown is, you know, the restrictions are eased and we go into a level three, whatever that may, may look like. Um, so I guess it's just going on those websites and, and looking what is around. How do you make sure that you get in front of the right people? Because you always hear various stats, but a lot of jobs, I think that's one thing people can agree on, is that a lot of jobs aren't advertised in the first place. So how do you kind of make yourself visible without feeling a bit embarrassed about it, frankly? Speaking to the right people, you know, um, Keeping getting in touch with former colleagues or former employers, um, if you uh, you desperately want to be in the industry that you're still in, and there are other possibilities there, getting in contact so they know when a position does come up that you're looking, and getting in touch with recruiters and having a regular kind of chat with them. I mean, they're all at home. Uh, working from home they've got time to speak to people from what I understand speaking to recruiters they're um, they're definitely not sitting there twiddling their thumbs they are proactively looking for positions for people who get in touch make sure things like your LinkedIn profile and that sort of thing is up to date and you're reaching out to people on those kind of those platforms that's how you get those you know maybe the positions that aren't advertised yeah, I, I do think it, there's a bit of an art. It is that combination of talking to people, getting a little more visible online. It's yeah, not definitely. entirely a science. It's it's just making use of anyone you can think of and getting in touch and saying, hey, look, here's the thing. Here's what's happened. And just having those conversations, right? Yeah. And it might not be a long-term uh, role you're looking for you might you might go have like a two-prong attack on it and think okay if, if you're not in the financial position where you can say take you know weeks or months off until things um, start going again if you have to have something straight away there's a huge demand for jobs like grocery pickers and shoppers and um, seasonal workers so it might just be that you have a stopgap job and you use your skills and you might find a new a whole new career out of it. You might just find that you love a certain, a different industry. Um, and then you might have your long-term goal um, as well, where you're looking at getting back into your original industry or your original job once things are taken off pause. Well, it is, it's sort of the, um, I don't want to say silver lining because I don't want to try and find a silver lining in losing people's jobs because yeah. it's it's really difficult. It's tough on your ego and how you think of yourself and it's also tough financially. So I'm not saying mm. look on the bright side team, yeah. but uh, a very small positive that you can find in it is that situations like this, I feel like almost wipe the slate clean and you do, like you say, have the opportunity to 
you're just going to go out there and get what you can find. And you might actually find that you have all these different opportunities that you didn't realize and that you prefer, you know? Yes. Yeah. A bit of time to, you know, to sort of uncover a, a skill that you didn't realize you had, you know? So I guess, yeah, it is hard to say, be positive about it because you, you don't have to be positive every day. You, you know, it's a, it's a tough time and you've got to allow yourself that, um, that time to recover and get used to things. But, but yeah, there, there, your transfer of skills might uncover a new exciting, uh, job future for you. Yeah. And I got given a tip once to write down the things you enjoy and the skills you have, and then also next to them, write down if you can monetize them in any sort of way. And that that's a really good way to sort of drill down and literally write down everything that you enjoy, because it might be that you enjoy baking and you think, of course I can't monetize that. Well, you actually really could, um, depending on the situation. So write down everything first and then think about if you can monetize it. And that can sort of help with the sideways thinking of thinking about if you can pivot to different industries or a skill that you use here could be used over there. And I think that's a really, that sideways thinking might be needed a little bit right now, right? Yeah. You've seen it with, um, with certain businesses, you know, like the um, businesses that have all of a sudden gone, okay, we need to, when we're in level three, they needed to um, introduce a takeaway component to their restaurant business. Uh, and so they quickly thought on their feet and, and got that, got that going. Of course, then we let, went into level four, so that had an impact, but then you had your food deliveries, uh, with fruit and produce um, and those businesses which you know a lot of them are small family businesses and they've quickly adapted to to fit in with with the restrictions and and that's a really great thing and I think that sort of business will hopefully keep going uh, once the restrictions are lifted yeah yeah I absolutely got fingers crossed for so many people right now how is the job search different when we're on lockdown? I mean, particularly for anyone who's sort of in a white collar or corporate job, they're going to be wanting to probably do an interview by Zoom or things like that. So is there a trick to the new reality of the job hunt? Yeah, I think there is a a trick to it and it's, it's getting used to that technology and feeling really comfortable. And a lot of people despite having a corporate job, um, might not have been familiar with Zoom meetings. There are some parts of industries that are, if you're in a in a corporate role, but um, a lot of people, it's still face-to-face meetings that they would be used to, and they're really great at that. Uh, so I guess it's making sure that you're comfortable with the technology, whether you go on a platform like Zoom or Skype or something similar and do a, a sort of a dummy run with friends and family with a with great way to um, make sure you know which buttons to press and and you know how to join a meeting and then making sure you get your lighting right your angles right Uh, you've got a great spot in your house to to sit and where it's quiet and comfortable and um, you don't have your laptop facing up so you know you're exposing 20 chins or whatever makes you feel really comfortable and yeah then I think go from there and then treat it like you would any other interview Um, but I did see something there's some great 
tip videos and that sort of thing on YouTube and with um, a lot of the recruitment agencies. And one was walking around with your iPhone on selfie mode and just finding that spot in your house where the lighting is really good at a certain time of the day and then making sure you clear the clutter. You don't have, you know, a mess behind you or anything distracting. So, yeah, I guess taking looking at those those things and making sure you're comfortable uh, and then go from there. Yeah, it's a bit of a trick, isn't it? Because I mean, nobody likes interviews. I absolutely hate the job interview process. And now you're going from what is already a pressurized situation to using technology that you might not feel comfortable with. And you're yeah. also showing part of your home. So yeah. I do think it's it's partly, yes, like you say, you know, clear the clutter and make sure you look good and you're um, wearing the nice clothes that you'd wear for an interview anyway. But then yeah. also that practicing, like you say, walking around with the iPhone on selfie mode is such a smart idea because you can feel confident that you're doing your best. And I think it's it's always partly a mental game. So that practicing with yes. Zoom or with how your setup is, is really smart. Yeah. I did my first interview and it wasn't, well, it wasn't an interview. It was a team meeting and I looked like I was in witness protection because I um, had a window behind me. And so I was just the silhouette and I, it was too late to to fix it. Um, and so, and to me it looked okay, but to the people in the meeting I was in, I was with, they were, you know, I, it looked quite odd. So it is really important, uh, to, to get that right. And you can go on zoom and I think you, um, just hit host a meeting without inviting anyone and you'll see what you look like on the other side of the camera. So just things like that. So you're not just, going in, jumping in the deep end, I think is, um, makes it all a bit easier and better. Fabulous. Well, thank you so much. That's Kirsty Wynn, job market reporter for the New Zealand Herald. And we will be staying in touch with Kirsty because she's got some really excellent stuff coming out on the various um, tips and tricks and how we can make the best of it, places that are still hiring. So we'll stay in touch with her, keep an eye out for her articles as well because they are so helpful right now. Now, if you want to send me your questions on money, job, your Kiwi saver, housing, whatever's on your mind at the moment, send them to me. You can find me on Facebook, Francis Cook Journalist, Twitter, Francis Cook, Instagram, Francis Cook NZ. Just pick your favorite, send me your questions. Let's try to get them answered. All the usual places where you can subscribe as well to the podcast. You can listen to old episodes and never miss a new one. That is places like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and all the rest. Until next time, have a great day. And that's Francis cooking up your business confidence for another week on News Talk ZB.